Raiders of Teferi's Puzzle Box is rated M for mature audiences only. It may contain nudity, sexual situations, strong language, and monsters that will eat you. The thoughts and opinions stated by Sam, Josh, and Clarence are their own and in no way reflect MTG cast, Wizards of the Coast, Hasbro, or our mom, who tried really hard to teach us the right things to do and say. The following impressions left by Raiders can be helped by strong antipsychotic meds and therapy. Do not swim for up to two hours after listening to Raiders of Teferi's Puzzle Box. Previously on Raiders of Teferi's Puzzle Box. Hey, Dum Dum! Tell me about the first time you got caught masturbating. For probably the first four months of my masturbatory fantasies, I didn't ever realize you could use your hand. And I was upstairs minding my business. Well, d- define but, minding your business. <laughs> I humped pillows like a mother, like a dog humping legs, you know. Two pillows here? No, just one. Just one, one good one, pillow. One dedic- folded over? Or? Dedicated to just this cause. Like sandwich? You sandwich your dick in there? Just rub it, just, it's you like, know, just... Like, like it's a really giant pussy. You got your pillow folded up like pita bread over your dick. <laughs> That's what she said. Your pants are under ankles or... No, or butt just, naked. Oh, butt awesome. naked. Okay, go on. I don't even get a knock on the door. It's a full-fledged door open halfway into the room. Can I get your... To- hey, Dum Dum! I'm still in that bitch's placenta. <laughs> just saying. Have rough. a kid. It is rough. Taking it. And Tim's going to give me $1,000 not to eat it. <laughs> what kind of superpowers do you think you'd get if you ate a placenta? <laughs> I'm not a god like Sam. Okay, well, Josh, what would you do for a thousand dollars? It rhymes with Nobody Smith. Smith. No, I fucked your dad. Welcome to episode 8 of Raiders of Teferi's Puzzle Box. We're a weekly magic podcast where we talk about other things that are magic, and then we talk about magic. Um, you can find us on Facebook, uh, Raiders of Teferi's Puzzle Box, all one word, and you can email us at Raiders of Teferi's Puzzle Box at yahoo.com. iTunes. And we can also be found where? iTunes. iTunes. Sam, any place else we can be found? 
Uh, usually at your local point, uh, porn store, just look point. for the fake bus sashes and trench coats. Yes, I do sell trench coats. Trench coats. <laughs> and trench coats, too. They look like this guy named Trent. And books on how to speak the English language. I'm Josh. Hi, I'm Sam. I'm great flavored. I'm Clarence. And tonight we're joined by another friend whose name is? I'm Blake. All right, Blake, initiation time. Tell us about the first time you got caught masturbating. Oh, God. Okay. Speak up a little, too, sir. <clears throat> Alright, the first time I ever got caught masturbating. This is a tough one. No, it wasn't. It was. <laughs> no, it uh, was a hard one. <laughs> it wasn't a tough one. <laughs> I wasn't caught by my parents. <laughs> Even better. I was actually caught by my friend's mom. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. Keep going. <laughs> I think I saw this porn. Go on. Uh... Well, uh, I oh, wish yeah. you guys could well, see Blake's face let's, right now. Let's set the story up. Red. Yeah. How old were you? Fourteen. You were fourteen. Where, where, where were you? Location. My friend's house. Okay. Where was your friend, and who was it? <laughs> his name know? was Jaren. Am I gonna say his last name? Darren. Does he know Jaren. this story already? Jaren. Jaren. No. Sure no. Jaren's out <laughs> there. Man. He knows now. <laughs> he probably. His name's Jaren. All right. So you're in the their bathroom. Yes. Okay, that's at least something. We're like in her bedroom jerking off or whatever. Is this like a grandma's boy situation? Alright, so <laughs> you're in Jaren's mom's bathroom. Yep. Uh, well, I was just sitting there doing my thing. You wait, know? wait, wait. What was your material? <laughs> Were you sitting on the toilet? No. Okay. I was clearly standing in front of the toilet. Right. You had, Jer- you had Jaren's mom's bra across your face. Oh, yeah, but what's the material you're using? Uh, I uh, I found this porn mag, you know. Nowhere. In Jaren's room? In his mom's room? Behind Hastings when I was a kid. All right. You carried it around with you? It's a porn mag. I mean, you treat that stuff like gold when you're a kid. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) True. (laughs) Can't argue that. Okay, so you're going to town. Are you righty or lefty? I'm a righty. All right. Full on righty. And. Full on. (laughs) Good at you. Good on you. Good on (laughs) you. I'm a switch hitter, by the way. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, now that I think about it, that's probably the worst place I could have done it at because they only have one bathroom. Sure. And, well, I, I seriously didn't hear the door open, but when I turn around, she's standing there, and she doesn't say anything. So you, you don't know how long she was watching? Like, did you release it on her, or...? <laughs> No! Uh, I'm too far to stop! <laughs> I, I got close, and then I just heard something behind me. I looked, and she's just standing there. And I was expecting for her to say, Oh my God, what are you doing in my house? But she said, You want me to leave so you can finish? And I was just like... She said that? Yes. Really? For real? You should have yeah, said You no. should have said no. Come finish for me, bitch. I did, I did not tell my friend about this. It was bad, because... I don't know. That's pretty hot, dude. <laughs> Maybe if you I was... Should, oh, man. Hey, Jaren's mom, if you're listening to this, Blake is pretty smoking hot now. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure how you're doing right now, but I bet you couldn't get anything a lot better. <laughs> so, yeah. That so, was that was pretty so embarrassing. So she said that, and what happens? What do you respond with? <laughs> yes, please? Well, the only thing that I could <laughs> think of was... I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
right, so she walks out. Were you talking to your weeder or to her gratuitous mom? I think a little bit of both there at that point. <laughs> right. So she walks out and shuts the door? She walks out, shuts the door, and I just, I, I just couldn't. I mean, <laughs> my friend's mom Stage walked in on me. So what I did was I went back to my friend's room, Aww. put the magazine under his bed while he was asleep, and then went back and fell asleep. Oh, that's not where I thought that was going at all. No. <laughs> no, 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 I don't swing I, that way. I think we should pause at this point real quick and say that Jacob from Texas is the best listener Raiders has. Absolutely. <laughs> Jacob, thanks for sending us an email, man. Definitely. It, it made our day at least. No one else has sent an email still, so you're still the number one and you're definitely the best Raiders. So listener. if you if you want Blake Dawes to come beat off at your house and let your mom catch him... Uh, Send us an email. And before we go any further, I also want to announce a contest we were going to do. And really? what it is is basically the three best emails we get in the ne- I don't know in the next time period between this recording and when you hear it, I'm going to send the foil Gideon that I pulled to you. Out of choosing out of those three, the best one. I'm going to narrow it down to three. We're going to talk about it, and then I'm going to send the foil Gideon that I pulled to you. Dude, I wanted the foil Gideon. I know you did, but I think we owe it to our listeners. Okay. So, does yeah. that apply for me, too? The yeah, absolutely. Oh, God, I'm going to win that. Absolutely, if you can send <laughs> really? us a good email. Sure, why oh, not? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Anybody Yeah, anybody wants a, a foil Gideon should send us a, a good email. Make us laugh. That's really what's important. The getting caught jerking off stories are good. Yeah. It's just more of those. Absolutely. We'd like to hear your story. A little detail wouldn't hurt either. Don't give us a, a you know, crappy one. There was this one time. It was uh, on my 18th birthday, I believe, around that time. I was saying that I at a buddy's house, and uh, a bunch of other people. We drank a lot. Had like four or five other people crashing there with a couple of girls, even. And so we were. On, I was on this futon with two other guys and then this girl. I ended up getting it on with this girl and like doing her and stuff right there while these guys were there and like in. One of them name was Ben, and Ben was all like, "Dude, I'm awake. I'm watching you." And I'm just like, "Go!" <laughs> and everything. So she gets like, we get done, and she gets up. She goes like, takes a shower or something. Does it? She's in the bathroom for a few minutes, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, "Well, she's gonna come back. I want to do it again." So like, I started beating it right there with two other guys in the same bed. Is that, uh, so that's like a similar story. Yeah. And like, and and Ben was like, "Dude, what are you doing?" I was like, "I want to do it again." What? Uh, just leave me alone, and yeah, he was—he was like, "Dude, get away from me!" And I didn't care. <laughs> right. Is there a muffin involved in this? No, Maybe. but uh, but this uh, something. Yeah, there's another story tied into that, but we won't get into that. <laughs> we'll get into it at a different time. All right, so guys, what's the best thing you saw on TV this week? You want to grab some dice, Clarence? My kids are playing right here. Seven. Got all the dice are still there. Four. Seven. Seven. Oh. Nine. Nine. Alright, I'll go first. So, the best thing I saw on TV this week was I got my Netflix set up. Actually, what what happened to it is uh, I listened to Remember Wins Episode 4. It's all about Superman. I heard it before, but I listened to it for about five minutes before I realized it, and by then I was in, I was hooked, so I just finished listening to it. And they talked all about Superman, and they talked about Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut. And I remembered that I still hadn't seen that shit. Have you guys seen it? Yes. 
have it inside yeah. on DVD. So great. So much better than the original. Has the original in the right. Richard Daughter cut. Hey, Sam, I might need to be buying that DVD. So, <laughs> so much better. i like eight years. Like, they take I off the whole... Okay, they always talk about this part, and I'm going to talk about it too. The saran wrap Superman S thing at the end. <laughs> uh, remember part two? Yeah. Superman 2? He throws his S at the dude, and it wraps around oh, him, yeah. and he falls. What the fuck? Seriously, saran wrap S... It solves the superhero <laughs> problem. Well, that was a minor annoyance. Yes. <laughs> right. I mean, even Family Guy made fun of it. But, you know, in the Richard Donner cut, they made it much more believable. No saran wrap. And instead of jumping off the Eiffel Tower, Lois tricks him into revealing his Superman by shooting a blank at him. At Clark Kent. And so Clark takes off his glasses very melodramatically and looks at Lois and says... Sam, I'm pointing at Sam. Oh, uh, I'm you had me at hello. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I don't know. Says, I'm Superman. If that were, a, you know, he said, if you know, I don't know. Fuck. If you were wrong, Clark Kent would be dead right now. And yeah. she's like, nope, it was a blank. And you're like, what the fuck? Lois Lane's a badass. Anyway, so that's the best thing I saw on TV this week. First time I'd seen that. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, it was it's great. Probably been five years since I watched it. Right. So check out the Richard Donner cut of Superman 2. It's superior. And superior. Guys, New and improved flavor. Want to just go left? Yeah. Uh, best TV I watched this week, my wife introduced me to a show that came out in 2004 called The 4400. She, when she told me about it, it really, really sounded good. She was like, these people that have been disappearing over time, dating back to like 1928... People have been disappearing, and then all of a sudden, there's like a meteor like heading towards Earth, like Armageddon and Deep Impact, like. But it suddenly just like slows down, stops, and like a big flash of light, and then 4,400 people appear, and they're all people have been reported missing over the last like 70 some years. So people that were missing back in 1948 came back the same age. Yeah, same age. Like, and, and as far as they're concerned, no time has passed, and it's real crazy. But then, as it turns out, all a lot of that the. I don't know if it's all of them yet. I didn't watch far enough, but like a lot of them end up having like superpowers and stuff. Not necessarily superpowers, just uh, powers. This craziness. Yeah, I don't know. You get more into it as it goes on. I, it, it's it seems it's such a great idea, and I'm probably got people going like, "Man, that sounds really good." It's really not that great. Yeah. They really, they really. Other than the first like five episodes, it was hard to follow. It just it's so slow and just not very entertaining. Like if they had some good writers, it could have been a good show. Right, so it was almost there. But, but I watched probably about ten episodes of it. And essentially, you're saying this is the best thing you saw on TV. No, this is the only, about the only thing I watched. That and then I uh, the It Crowd. I told Josh about this show. It's a British comedy that has had me just laughing hysterically. When I talked to you, I'd only watched the first season. I've now watched the second season, and it has gotten like 18,000 times better yeah, in season yeah. two. They really, really, you know, like a lot of shows do, found their pace and everything. Their humor is just is excellent. I just watched an episode just now before we recorded, actually, where uh, uh, this guy that's the female... Okay, there's three people that work in the IT room, and that's, the, uh, that's why they call it the IT crowd, IT, IT. Okay, and they're internal tech, they're computer support people that Do work in this office building. Do you think they the IT crowd? Yeah. But no, it's the IT crowd. Are you sure? I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> Maybe there's a theme song. <laughs> there is. 
We're not the IT crowd. We're Anyways, the okay, so there's two guys. There's like two dorks and this girl that gets stuck down to supervise them. Well, there's okay. The girl has a love interest in someone else that works in this office building. Sure. And uh, he invites her to go to a musical, and he came down to the offices, and and the other guys are like, yeah, sure, we'll go, and you know, like they weren't even invited, and they end up tagging along. It ends up being a musical called Gay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and. And yeah, and the guy turns out ends up to be gay, and it's it's really funny. It's really funny. There's a lot more to that episode, but I realize I don't want to walk through the whole episode. Well, shit, like what's the uh, thing but, ch- but check the show out. It's great. Um, I don't know if you guys heard of it, but uh, there's a show called Yo Gabba Gabba. Yeah. Have you guys heard of it? No, it's, tell us a little bit. It's, about isn't it on Nick Junior, dude? Yes. Okay. It's a it's a kid show, and it's freaking nuts, dude. Like. It's probably not the best thing I ever saw, but it is probably... I, I swear to God, it, it's like crack. Like, <laughs> it you flip through the channels, you find it, and you find yourself. You can't stop watching this. Isn't it the uh, guys from that rap group that make it for kids? I can't remember the name. I don't know rap groups, but one of the you know the black guys, and they sing together, but without instruments. They Yeah, they make it I'm, I'm going to say yes. Boys to Men? No. Yeah. Could be maybe maybe no. in sync. I don't. I, don't know. I would know. Niggas with attitude. <laughs> Niggas with attitude. No, NWA. NWA hasn't been around since '98. Man, come on. All right. So anyway, go gabba gabba. On the show, all they do is they sing songs, and it's these four creature-looking things. These people that dress up in suits. Outcast. <laughs> no, I don't think it's Outcast. They all look the same. According I'll to just Sam. say it's Fifty Cent. <laughs> <laughs> With all the holes. With all the holes. Uh, well, it's just I couldn't stop watching it. This and is called a nine. <laughs> I have a DVD of that too. Oh shit! Uh, there's this part, kids. random parts for this black guy. I just assume he's a cross-dressing black guy. Maybe Michael Jackson. I'm not sure. But he just pops up, tells you what's going on, and all of a sudden cuts to a singing cutscene with these dancing animal Puppet creatures. Things. I almost felt no, like I had to be on creatures, man. Yeah, I almost had to feel like I had to be on some kind of drug just to understand this show. But I just well, kind of like an orange, like perforated dildo. And Dennis Rodman would have been yeah. a better example of a cross-dressing black guy. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, uh, yeah. Definitely. You totally blew it on that one. I did. Yeah, take your pants off now. Clarence, okay. what have you watched on television this week? Okay, I got two. Uh, as far as television, I'm watching Happy Town. You could have mentioned you weren't wearing underwear, Blake. Jesus. And you shave once in a while, too, man. A little maintenance doesn't hey, man. hurt. You know, ladies like the bush. Did you say Happy Town? Happy Town. Oh, is that the show? I'm I really. That, I think that's one I'm about to try out. I, I wouldn't because they're canceling it after season one. Oh, okay. But I think it's amazing, and I say fuck them for canceling it. Uh, it's basically a town where there was a serial killer, and they're trying to recover from it, and he comes back, and the serial killer is the magic man, and he gets that name because he takes people from. Like populated places, and they disappear with no witnesses. And so it's all about pretty much the disappearance of the. Right now, like the sheriff's wife disappeared at a fair. Is it like Penn and Teller? Are they like the murderers? 
No. <laughs> That'd be great, wouldn't it? It would be great. But, yeah, it's a pretty good show. Watch it. And then I watched a movie that I haven't seen since I was like 12 today, or not today, a couple days ago. It was you were 12 be- a couple days ago? It was wow. Better Off Dead. Very nice. I don't know oh, anybody- Zach Morris, right? No, no not at all. Better Off Dead. No, no, John, John Cusack. Cusack. Yes. That was Dead Man on Campus. Two dollars! <laughs> two dollars! We're not two dollars! <laughs> two dollars. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, they ski yeah. and stuff. Classic. That's a good one, yeah. yeah. I, I fucking love that show. Gotta ski the K2 so you can... And it's funny because one of my friends was asking me if he should try K2 because it's the new legal marijuana. And when he after he asked me that... I thought, man, I should go watch Better Off Dead. <laughs> Funny how those come up in the same conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go right into uh, podcasts. Like I was telling you, I listened to Remember When, it's episode four, and it got, you know, I already listened to it, but it stuck with me. So check out Remember When. I've told it to you before, and we're going to tell you again. The best uh, podcast I listened to this week was actually ClicksCast. You can find it on www.hcrealms.com. And it's all about hero clicks. It's the only Heroclix podcast that I know about. I don't know if anybody else has done one. You can answer. Anything. I haven't looked, but you've told me about that one. I've yet to listen to it, right. though. And no. it was a week or two ago, and basically they <laughs> went through every piece in, uh, what was it, in Brave and the Bold, with the two of the sculptors, two of the, like, six sculptors, and they were talking about each piece, and just, like, the sculpt of it, and where'd you get the idea. It was really cool. I don't know if you've ever played Heroclix... Sculpt has a lot to do with what you what you enjoy about playing it. Yeah, essentially, if you enjoy like comic books and stuff, and you're going to play this game, you're going to you know, really enjoy the depiction of the characters <coughs> and the pieces and right. whatnot. So, I mean, it, it'll, it's like half your selections. Like. Some of the poses are recognizable, <coughs> like uh, Amazing Fantasy 15, or maybe Captain America standing on a shield. Would you knock that off? That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> what, the fuck, what the fuck, dude? Uh, Clarence just pulled his uncircumcised wiener out. No, not even a little. That would have been alright. <laughs> <laughs> alright, go ahead. Show us your vagina, Sam. Okay. Right, and tell us about your podcast. Um, actually, this week I uh, was lacking for content while working, so I actually went back and listened to the entire backlog of Deck Builders Radio. Nice. They had, there's like 60-some total, I think, but I, I only made it to like 40. But I think listening through 1 through 40 in a week has been pretty good. That's, yeah. yeah, not too bad. Man, they were so good. Like, they were so good. No other podcast really just gives you just so much... Com- they, they, Standard. They, yeah, like they went to like a magic. PTQ every weekend and talked about it and were top aiding them and, and just had just quality content every week. It was... Like, you may not always agree with them, but at least you understand their point of view. Yeah, and I mean, and they had proof. They, like they, I said, they were top eighting PTQs every weekend. Yeah, what, it was great, and, and great competitive GPs. magic talk. But um, freaking, who was it? Stan Betsy and Brian Guerre. Brian Guerre moved off, then Stan Betsy was uh, supposed to do a podcast with Pedro Rodriguez, who was often on the show with them. And they put up one show, and that was it. Get your MTG podcast, because at the end of every podcast, Stan would always say, get your, and then name whatever card that, you know, was significant to whatever the current topic was that they were talking about. Right. Um, Kitchen Finks was reoccurred quite a bit. But, you know, that have that had quite a great run. 
Uh, but anyways, but his, they only did the one podcast. Brian Guerre moved off, and his podcast started sucking because he's by himself, and he never found a good co-host. And then Stan and Pedro decided to stop playing Magic, I can only assume. They they released one at the beginning of this year, and that was it. I actually went on and left him a comment telling him to get their shit together. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, lots of Deck Builder Radio, but you are missed. Yes. Like, ever listen to a podcast ever? Uh, I would have to say you guys are the first podcast I ever listened to, but like, if you count radio, yeah, like oh, talk radio. Oh, okay, um, there was this uh, Bob FM. Sure. Uh, they actually had this one talk radio session where they pulled this girl up that said that she, her and her boyfriend took like a separation for a couple of weeks and she she went on another date with this other guy well the guy was she he didn't <coughs> know about the separation or she had another boyfriend or anything so the whole time this guy was trying to like date her and well they pulled her up on the radio and she was telling them all about it and the guy that she went on a date with was on the phone not saying anything. Just listening to Listening, it. yeah. And all of a sudden, he popped on, and it was just back and forth, just... So you got to hear a, a, a couple's argument on the radio? Yeah. It was interesting. I liked it a lot. <laughs> you should listen to Lex and Terry. Or just go stand Lex next to your neighbor's house. Go stand next to your neighbor's house every once in a while. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they, they set the bar as far as talk radio is concerned, if you ask me. No one else, like, yeah, their content's amazing. They're, you can't listen to it locally anymore, so you have to go online to listen to Luxatory.com. But the five hours of content daily, and it's it, it, most of it's good. See, that, that's the kind of live stuff that I like. <laughs> yeah, the live stuff yeah. where they're packing icy hot in each other's asses. <laughs> yeah, oh, I like that. It's good <laughs> shit, man. Blake likes that, by the way. Oh, I, I, he does like yeah, icy, icy hot outside his the asshole. Hey, my friend guess what? I've got some icy hot. <laughs> He's got an asshole. Let's do this. Eiffel Tower. And it's almost as bad as shoving extends the other people. No, now's the time in our podcast where we start fucking. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, Ow! <laughs> I got a muffin. Do you hear what I said, Josh? What? We're going to take a break? No. no, no. <laughs> uh, I said it's better than shoving it ex- extends down your pee hole. That's true. Turns out you're supposed to eat those pills and not put them in your urethra. Oh. It, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Speaking of sticking stuff in your pee hole, oh. it, <laughs> Great it was not me. It was not me. I swear to God. Uh, that means it's him, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no. One of my friends actually got talked in by his girlfriend to stick a nail in his urethra. What? Why? Why? What? Why could could come of that? I don't know. Uh, he was telling me about it, and Anal? he said that <laughs> his girlfriend was like... Yeah, did she offer the butthole? That's the only thing I could think of. Jerry Hall, you have one messed up girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> was it Jerry? I'm not going to say name. No, it wasn't Jerry. It wasn't Jerry. Uh, at least I, I hope it was it wasn't. I hope we got a tightness okay. shot right afterwards. <laughs> My podcast... <laughs> no, uh, my airport for this week. I have uh, three other adults that live with me, so I didn't really get time to listen to a podcast. I only, well, I only had time to listen to one, so I went back and I listened to Attacking for Game again. <laughs> Guys, where are you at? <laughs> MTG Cast needs you. Please ma- make another. Oh, oh we need you. 
Clarence, when you're playing your uh, Magic Online or Magic Workstation and whatnot, that yeah. is the best time to listen to Magic Podcast. Open up the other window first, click play on whatever, and, and then, then and open then, up Workstation. Yeah, that's oh. a good idea. That's not a bad idea. Uh, that, that's how Kyle, I got Kyle to start listening to the podcast. Mm. So, <sighs> that's all for that topic. Yeah, attack will forget. <laughs> Alright, so I told the guys, since we've talked about jerking off so much lately, I wanted to find out what the best movie that has a... Oh, actually, I, what I phrased it as, what's the best boob shot in any movie? I bet we have one that shares. <laughs> and I want to talk about that movie just a little bit, too. That's our genre for this week. What is the boob shot? And I, I hate going first because I wasn't really decided on mine. But since I'm there, I'm going to go with Trading Places with Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy. And it has Jamie Lee Curtis in front of a mirror. And she's fully voluptuous. So it's a great comedy. And right in the middle of it, you get some nice tits. And about 30 minutes after that, too, she takes her top off and climbs into bed with Dead Arco. Oh, yeah, I forgot down. about that. Yeah, that's a, that's a really beautiful shot there, too. Great tit shot. Sam. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the ones historically that I've enjoyed the most is, of course, uh, Wild Things. It's a movie with starring Matt Dillon, Denise Richards, and Nev Campbell. And Denise Fuck Richards. No moves. nudity clause. Nev Campbell, by the way. Yeah. yeah joke. You're 902 on That's why we don't ass. know where you are anymore. If you would have showed us some nipples and then Absolutely. Would... You'd be up there with Denise Richards making... What's that movie you thought you saw the other day? Uh, if I... Something about dinosaurs or some shit. Starship Troopers. No. <laughs> it was something even I'm, worse. Anyway. I'm, I have no idea. Dress. Deep in the Valley, the one I talked about last yeah, week? That's yeah, Yeah, she one. was in that. Yeah, quality <laughs> flick, by Whatever. the way. Whatever. <laughs> Porn World. It's everyone's dream. Yeah, so starring Denise Richards yeah, okay. and her boobs. It, yeah, there's a nice threesome that every guy out there is nodding their head saying, yeah, yeah, we know, we know. And I also want to mention Species. Oh, Natasha oh, Hinstridge. Natasha Hinstridge. I used to pause that movie and touch myself. Everybody <laughs> knows the pause points of that movie. That's all I'm going to say. 23.12, that's <laughs> the first one. That, and that's probably maybe the best one. There's so many good ones in that one. I'm just kidding. I don't really know the time. <laughs> I used Why? to. I used to. I, I can't claim to anymore, but right. we don't deal with the VCRs as often right. anymore. Skip uh, the chapter three. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly. Blake, uh, movie movies. Let's see. Well, she didn't really show her tits on there, but I'm going to have to say Good Luck Chuck with Jessica Alba. Nope, going to have to say Vito. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, nipples. Yeah, you could if you had said Into the Blue or something where she's at least in a bikini the entire time. Right. And you get to Vito, see her totally Vito. Yep, that's Vetoed. Think of another one. Yeah, right. well, I'll tell you what. We'll just go to Clarence. You come up with something while he's telling us. Okay, so I'm going to tell you that I forgot to do this part. What? But in my head, I've got like Right. Nine million boobs floating around. So I'm gonna go with the the one that I watched when I was a kid to kind of beat off to. Well, I was just gonna say that's nine million boobs. That's how many women? A lot. <laughs> like half of that. Three million. <laughs> anyway, <like> four. <laughs> I uh, Revenge of the Nerds was the first movie that I really just kind of sure. beat off to a lot. And then uh, my problem. What's the scene, man? Tell us the boobs. That's when they go on the panty raid. Hell yeah. And they got the hidden cameras. And they got the little Chinese guy. And he's like, we want Bush. Her <laughs> pie. Anyways. Uh, and then probably my favorite is, and this is, they're not great boobs, but Mina Savari's really hot. So I'm going to uh, say American, American Beauty. Beauty. 
because oh, Mina Savari's boob Mina shot. Savari's right. boobs. Oh man, you I don't... paused the shit out of that. Movie. Like like the other chick <laughs> in the movie, her boob shot. Like, they were bigger, yeah, it was but fine. No. It was good. It was but, a quality. But then boob there's shot, Mina Savari boobs. I think the whole Mina Savari thing is to. she just did two American Pies, which is all about sex, and she doesn't show her boobs. But then she goes and does this artsy fartsy film with this Kevin. Well, what she did on American Pie, she said, "You guys pay me this much money, I'll get naked," and they're like, "Fuck, we're not going to pay you that much money." Do we'll you know you. this? Yeah. And then American Beauty's like, "Oh, you, you, since you set that dollar amount, here you go." <laughs> and here's the Snickers. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and so here's some rose petals. It's my first time. Right. <laughs> Those areolas too, man. I had something about oh, those. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Um. What about Animal House, where the scene... I saw Sam whisper it to you. I want your own. Oh, ah, come on. I'm, I'm totally vetoed. Well, I Are do you got serious? a scene out of Animal House. Are you serious? You can't think of a movie with boobies that you love? That oh. you used to pause when you were a kid and pull out the sock? Or maybe stick. ten minutes before you okay. came over? The only movies that I can think of are... Uh, cele- uh, uh, Steven Seagal movies. Sure. Okay. Uh, and like? Such as? Uh, I can't remember any Double of Impact? No, no Double Impact. Yeah, that was one. Fuck yeah, I remember. Oh, what about uh, Under Siege with... Uh, ah. Chick popping out of the gate. Yeah, Chick yeah, popping out of the gate. Eric Aliniak. <laughs> you know, saying. I have no idea who that is. She's, she's a, a centerfold. She's a Playboy Playmate. Now she is. <laughs> she was at the time. I have no idea. That Seriously. was the big deal. Was it? Yeah, mm-hmm. like 85 or whatever. So basically you can go buy a magazine that has those same boobs in it. Yeah, yeah That's not as impressive to me. I want someone that doesn't do it normally. Also, like striptease, Demi Moore. Oh my god! I just got a text oh, message from Matt yeah. Duplissy. Oh my god! He just he wrote was listening to the newest podcast. You guys are assholes. That episode of Grey's Anatomy did kick ass. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Matt. Matt. You can't high five. Feast you. upon the cock as you watch the Grey's Anatomy. That's Matt, all I must say. I just say. tried to high five you. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, another so one gay. is. I mean, it's not. It is a movie. It's. Why do you keep doing quotations? Blake keeps doing air quotations <laughs> no on audio porn. cast. Oh, Nobody okay. can see you doing any hand motions. <laughs> Blake has put quotations. lots of shit in quotations. <laughs> I so like far. the quotations, man. You would make a great teacher because no one would see you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, alright, what is it? Today class, quotations. So, I'm... Uh, Pirates of the what? Horror being. I see, it's, it's, it's a porn. But it's a porn, I know. No. Too. But come on, you really uh, suck at this you, game. You awful. honestly Ooh. can't. Tell okay, me. to be honest, <laughs> if I want to watch. Uh, oh yeah, Mallrats. Yeah, God, Joy Lauren Adams. I love you. It's really great to watch that scene and re- like go in reverse. Bastard. Another another probable honorable honorable mention is Showgirl because. <laughs> Oh, I used oh, to be off to that's Jesse that's Spano on, yeah, on Save by the Bell. Elizabeth so Clark. Yeah. Elizabeth Berkeley. Berkeley. Yeah, too much though. I think it's just. I was like, going to say, oh, if I can't oh, say Pirates of the fucking him in that pool. Yeah, good scene. Good scene. <laughs> Another good softcore porn is uh, Bat Babe, The Dark Nighty. Check that out. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have an honorable mention? Because I have no, one. That, that's oh, all my honorable mention is actually The Devil's Advocate. There's two scenes. Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron's boobs. And also the, ch- the chick in like the dressing room when she takes the off black the top and you're like, yeah. film they feel real and you're like oh they look real. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking. I'm joking about Charlize Theron where she's all like cut to shit and she's you like, don't oh, like boobies. Yeah, yeah, you're like what happened to her? <laughs> I didn't even notice she had <laughs> two days in a all over her body. Two days in a valley is a much better example of Charlize Theron's boobies and it's also uh, rain, reindeer games. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, with Ben Affleck. Reindeer Games was good. Affleck was the bomb in Phantom Show. He was. Fuck yeah, he was. <sighs> so. I love you, Kevin Smith. Blake had a major <laughs> fill on boobs. I can't believe I, that, dude. Dude, all I could think of is Jessica Alba. I mean, I would no. love to see her naked. Epic. If I could see her in their underwear, that's fine. Just go. What is it? Epic fail. Oh, like, no. What is no. it that Tom calls it? Code 23 or. 34. Code 34? Yeah. Something code thirty four makes Jessica it. Jessica Alba is the next Nev Campbell. Alright. <laughs> you're not gonna show us your titties, you're gonna be gone. Nev Campbell wasn't ever pretty. We just wanted to see her tits. Right. Because she was a girl on film that didn't show her tits, so therefore yeah, we, we had just had to, to see her tits. She was I never thought she was attractive. Nah, I just was she interested was more in her boobies. So masculine. Broad shoulders. I'd have done her. Yeah, well you don't have a lot I'd of I'd still do her. Subjectiveness. Alright. You would do Blake. <laughs> you're right. He does have some boobs. Good boobs. <laughs> Thank you. Blake resembles Brian Kibler for those out there in many ways. Hey. <laughs> That's what Brian Kibler does, I guess. He does. He does that a lot. Quotation. Well, you couldn't really see what he was doing, but. <laughs> I actually remembered another movie, uh, High Times at Richmond High. Okay. Oh, Best very time. Good. oh yeah. Best uh, time Phoebe Cates, man. Yeah, finally. Yeah. That's the finally. Best one. Yeah. But the movie was really called Fast the Times. The Red Bikini Fast Tops. Yeah. yeah. Richmond High. Dun dun dun. Richmond High, yes. I, I hate that at the end it goes to a guy being off because you're like just about to finish and it goes to the dude being off and you're like, come on, yeah. fuck, just a little longer. That dude, that wasn't that just the guy that was memories. Judge Reinhold. Hey, what's our next subject? Because we could talk about boobies <laughs> all night long. Yeah, yeah, I got some time. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, our next subject is actually our, our lie. And I'd like to actually go last if it's all right with you guys. I would actually bring something up here. We can't continue to do this. <laughs> yes, we can. Because people will know. And they were okay. They're either gonna a think we're all a bunch of big fat liars. The idea is that they know that we're big fat liars. You don't give up the lie. Okay. They're, First off, I gotta know, Josh. Did that chick ever figure out that you still work there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> she thinks you're a big fat liar. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> or b if people are gonna listen and know, like they're, they're not gonna believe anything we say. We're right. like actually Where's come up with some problem, piece of truth. Sam? Where's the problem? Oh boy. All right. You just lie to a Walmart customer while you're in their stocking. <laughs> I do that all the time. Then, like, then say that. I love it when they say, where's the juice? And I'm like, aisle five. I have no idea what's on aisle five. <laughs> does, does our Walmart even have aisle numbers? Yeah. Huh. You say it's next to the men's clothing. In the groceries. <laughs> I'm looking for frozen pizza next to the men's clothing over by sporting goods. <laughs> That's the goldfish in the yellow jacket. It's what you lie, bitch. Okay. Quit complaining. You get to go first. No, I want to go last. Mine's... Okay, fine. You like that? <laughs> I gotcha. Did he lie to us? Uh, no, he didn't. Sam, Sam's gonna go. Um, <laughs> I was talking to a fellow the other day. It was actually the guy I taught. He works at Walmart. A guy I talk to all the time. And uh, we had there's some paper, we were a paper clips right there beside us. And I was like, it's uh, every time I see paper clips, I just kind of chuckle. And he's like, why is that? And I was like. Uh, the fact that they're banned in Montana. Yeah, you can't take paper clips through the state of Montana. That's great. See, that wasn't so hard. No, Fuck. it's no, it's not hard at all. It's not hard at all, but this guy just thinks I'm a complete idiot or a lying jerk. What's wrong with these problems? <laughs> these, these are not problems. Sam. Sam. I, I but I stuck to it, even though he looked at me like I was dumb. Sam. I stuck to it, I'm just like I was like, yeah, they had some issues. Most people that meet you think you're either a complete idiot or a lying <laughs> jerk. I d- I'm actually, I'm actually don't talk to many people. <laughs> That's because you know that they're gonna think you're a complete idiot. <laughs> Shut up. 
That's, that's uh, actually very good, man. So, okay. do you think he even believed you for a moment? Uh, or maybe, maybe he even questioned maybe. it? Maybe. No, he didn't question. He was, just like, he was like, yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, I can see like how they kind of are a useless product and can cause nothing but problems. <laughs> 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 Fucking paper clips, man. Yeah, that's pretty sweet, dude. Blake, what's your unbelievable lie? Alright. I'm sorry, guys, but I lied to all of you. You are gay. Yes. No. <laughs> uh, Which one's the lie? I kind of lied about the whole getting caught jerking off experience. Ah. Uh, uh, better than. <laughs> I had to because I'm not the kind of guy that lies, and I just had to come up with something. So, but I'll tell you. Hey, that was that was fine. That was better than, than some of the night Shyamalan's twists. <laughs> <laughs> what a twist! <laughs> No, but I'll tell you uh, an actual time when <laughs> I got caught jerking off. You guys want to hear it right now? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, I was at my house, and I was sitting there, you know, doing my thing on my bed. You know, this was when I was about 14. And my dad is a military person, so I don't know what force on God's earth made him go into my room that very moment, but he pretty much kicked down my door, knew what I was doing right away, and the only thing that came out of his mouth was, stop jerking your gherking when your mom is in the other room. <laughs> you think maybe you had some... So you, had the, you were sitting there, your little soldier's at attention. And then it just then fell it over. in the room. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I fucking got shot in the head. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you listen take his advice? I mean, oh yeah, I stopped right there. Okay. I never masturbated in the same house with my mom being there ever again. <laughs> That's good. You ever masturbate while you're driving? I tried. I've done it a couple <laughs> times. It, it, it is fucking amazing. <laughs> if you have not done this, do it. I remember I did it one time. I had to do, stay awake in this drive, and I was getting ready to fall asleep, and I was like, I need to stay awake. I need to stay awake. How can I? Oh yeah, I know how to stay awake. If you, if you get a wreck while masturbating while driving. We're not liable. I used but to make a 40 minute story to tell the cops. Awesome. Okay, my unbelievable lie this week was uh, we were having a big football discussion at work about who, what quarterback is going to be the number one picked in fantasy this year, and everybody's talking about Aaron Rodgers. And uh, I've got what an assistant manager who's a big Green Bay Packers fan, which for the life of me, I cannot figure out why. But uh, so I had Josh text me. With uh, he sends me sometimes he sends me Yahoo sports updates or CBS sports updates, and so I said, "Hey man, send me a uh, text message of like from uh, who who is it you use? Fantasy Guru. Fantasy Guru. You know, make it look like it's from them and say that Aaron Rodgers has been in a car accident. And so we're sitting there having this huge football talk, and I'm like, "Oh my God, Aaron, you've got to read this text message I just got, and it says." Uh, Aaron Rodgers is uh, in a car accident, or was in a car accident. He's critical. You don't have it on you? I don't. Give it, me just a second. I can pull it up. But basically that he was wounded, and uh, he's like, oh, man. I was like, yeah, dude, you guys were probably going to go 13-3, and three, and now you might go 3-13. and 13. Who's your oh, backup? I don't, have it. I don't have it. I was like, who's, who's the backup in Green Bay? And he's like, I don't even know. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> I don't even know. Well, to take it a little further, I kind of showed everybody else in the conversation, so now there's, I think, seven people that believe that Aaron Rodgers won't be healthy for opening day, and we have a fantasy football league 
at Sonic, so With a little I might get Aaron Rodgers in the third or fourth round. Very nice. Alright, so my unbelievable lie this week was when I told you guys that I pulled a foil Gideon, I'd mail it to the best email ever. Yep. I lied to your asses. <laughs> so I hope you guys actually listen this far. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're getting a lot of emails. Email like, anyway. There's, so. see, there's no problem, Sam. <laughs> I don't I don't know where the problem is. That was my lie. And I, I actually have another one, too, if you guys don't think that's very good. Sam, I think no, you should think uh, good. describe okay. this picture you're drawing <laughs> right now. It's a, it's a dude with a nice pair of tits and a stub arm and a peg leg. I don't know about Is that guys. Blake Doss? <laughs> I'm much better looking. As that. far as my artistic <laughs> skills go, those are very nice. Uh, now, I told my wife that I wanted to get a vasectomy after this kid. And she the, really wants to have a third. Like, we've totally talked about I it I thought you wanted, like, seven. Right, we've talked about having lots of kids. And I was like, honey, I don't want to have any more kids. This is it. I want to get a vasectomy. So you were just mean to your nine-months-plus pregnant wife. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's great, Josh. I'm a great husband. <laughs> and the next, you locked your kid in his room with, like, nothing but a piece of bread and water for a week, right? No, he didn't have any bread. <laughs> <laughs> Can Jews get vasectomies? I don't know. God will forgive us. He's, he's a forgiving God. God got a vasectomy. I got a quote you on that one. God got a vasectomy? I'm going to make a bumper sticker. Jesus got a vasectomy. Jesus got a vasectomy. (laughs) Sam. Can you put that in the little fish, you think? (laughs) Oh, speaking of the little fish, I went to a water park around here recently and uh, for a few hours the other day, and while we were in the uh, wave pool, I noticed there was a really hot girl in a bikini, so I was checking her out. And she turned around, I was looking at her butt, and I was like, that's a nice butt. And then there was... Uh, what, you actually she said had a, that? Yeah. And, uh, and then she had a tramp stamp, and uh, the tramp stamp was the Jesus fish. Huh. That's awesome. And I was just like, wow! I like the whole thing with Matt. Here, Sam, high five. <laughs> Damn it, Matt. Why are you not here? <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, so guys, what would you do for $1,000 this week? Or... Or uh, 100,070... 117,190 yen. That's what you can Something like that. All right. So. That many Japanese monies. New guy goes first. That's the rule, man. Uh, for $1,000 uh, this week. All right. For $1,000, uh, I would go up to Rampage Jackson. If you guys don't know him, he is the new Mr. T in the A team. He's a UFC fighter too, right? He is very large a, African. He American. is a very he is a thirty. Is I don't even know if he's an American. He is a very large African. Yeah. <laughs> he's he is a very what very good UFC Africa? fighter. Very scary guy. All right, we get the idea. Uh, I would go up to him and tell him a black joke. Like what kind? Uh, you want what, me to what say bl- the joke? What yeah. black joke would you tell Rampage, Rampage Jackson, Jackson for a thousand dollars? Uh, 117,190 yen. Oh, gosh. Okay. This is bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any good ones? <laughs> for, all, for all our black viewers, viewers. Uh, listeners, <laughs> definitely listeners. Sorry, it was in quotations. Uh, <laughs> if you have, if you take offense to this joke, just email us and we'll give you Blake Dawes' address. And if we'll get it. See, now I don't want to say it. <laughs> Because what if Rampage Jackson does <laughs> listen to this and he comes up to my house? That's a good point, sir. Okay. Then so, I guess you guys owe me a thousand dollars. That's it. <laughs> it's only three thirty-three thirty-three a piece. <laughs> All right, it'll be worth it. Totally. Uh, I'll go with the one cent that misses. What's the difference between a tire and a black guy? 
don't know. Like, what's the difference between a tire and a black guy? <laughs> tire doesn't sing when you chain it up. Ah ha ah That's what my daughter's doing. You tell the her joke and it's not, not funny. Even that funny. Okay, fine. No, I'll no, tell the worst one. What? What? The, the joke with the black guy around, he's not white. <laughs> that would have been thousand dollars this week. I'd break out the bottom of my coffee machine and I'd take my pants off and, and let it drip into my asshole. Oh, yeah. That's really hot. I know. That's why it's going to take money to make this happen. I'm not going to go home and do it. And so when you go to the doctor and he's like, what happened? You'd be like, I percolated my butthole. Maybe. I was like, because, <laughs> <laughs> right, I percolated my butthole and I was thirsty and I didn't want to drink the hot coffee. I thought coffee would work better suppositorily. Well, it probably actually would. It probably <laughs> would. It probably would. Sam, what would you do for $1,000? I thought for $1,000... You guys are a lot better than mine. But I just wanted to... I was going to shave my ball sack and paint a little face on it and then take a picture of it and then make a Facebook for it and call, uh, call it Happy Scrotum. Happy <laughs> <laughs> Scrotum Facebook. Why would it take $1,000 to do that? It I would do that. I'm going to do that shit tomorrow. <laughs> but like you have to make it where people don't know what your Scrotum and then you can, then you can tell your, people. Let's like, take about what your interest in likes and dislikes are. Oh, man. Let's this go. Get good. I, I don't know. My likes are um, freedom. July uh, razors. <laughs> Uh, Tongue baths, so- soothing balm, <laughs> uh, soft hands. <laughs> Dislikes are like fingernails, uh, tiny whities, <laughs> teeth, basketballs, tongue Twins rings are- with uh, pokey things on them. What would your French relationship tickler. status be? <laughs> Paired? I don't know. <laughs> Coupled. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. I don't know. There's there's lots of room to work there. Would lots you put like a, like a, okay a file of your photos and you would have happy faces and like <laughs> when you're depressed? No, I would be about a lot of pictures of zoomed in on banana hammocks and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> Me at the beach. <laughs> Sky Me at San Juan. Right. <laughs> on vacation in New Mexico. <laughs> That's awesome. The grass skirt, like just show a close up of a grass skirt, me in Hawaii. There you go. So no, but really, does anybody have a good quality camera? Because I Candace does. We could. Will do you it. let your wife take pictures of my sack? <laughs> you, you don't can just use the camera. <laughs> you can push the button. <laughs> the, shut up, John. Will you let me take pictures of my sack again? <laughs> Whoa, again. <laughs> Well, last time was it just a sack? Actually, will you you operate the camera while your wife paints (laughs) pictures on my sack? Finger painting? She'd give it, like, mean eyebrows. (laughs) Angry eyebrows. Huh. Be like Mr. Potato Head and Clarence's balls. Will you update your status every once in a while and say, bored? (laughs) Chafed. Send it home. (laughs) Razor burnt. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking crabs. (laughs) (laughs) Crabs everywhere. Hey, crabs for dinner. In this lotion, stings. <laughs> oh my awesome. god! Can we talk about magic? No, no. <laughs> okay, for a thousand dollars. Oh yeah, this week I would drink the coffee out of Josh's asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just saying. Very oh, nice. we don't have coffee. <laughs> I, I was like, I could probably get a thousand dollars right now. No, but mine, mine, <laughs> my, do this. my real one for this week. I, I was, I realized that everything that I've ever said, I think, pretty much has been sexual or about your balls or pretty much. yeah, related to my penis or assholes. So <laughs> I, for this, for this week, I'd cut off both my pinky fingers. 
Very nice. Just have four fingers on each, or three th- three fingers and a thumb on each hand. I mean, Make yeah, it a lot easier to do West Side if you go down the hand. Just hold down the thumb. You're like West Side. You're, like, you're not doing it right. Yes, I am. <laughs> What's your pinky do for you, anyways? I think if you kind of bounce off your your equilibrium is off balance and you fall down a lot. Yeah, that's your pinky Wait, toe. What? Oh yeah. Uh, if you're a pimp, you wear a ring on it and you hit chicks with it. That's your pimp hand, you know. You got to keep it strong. Like Wait, I thought they grew out the fingernail. And Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Blake knows all about the pimp, and I'm just saying, See? yeah. And if somebody had a thousand dollars, I would never be able to be a pimp. Wait. Huh. You know, if you were we a pimp... We can put this to the test. Let's go a little further into this. <laughs> if you were a pimp, what would your pimp name be? Right now. Because I know what mine would be. Wow, what would yours be? Jew pimp Aholic. Jew pimp Aholic? <laughs> That's awesome. 2010. 2000 pimp. That's what I call it. 2000 pimp. 2000 and uh, still pimping. And I would wear a yellow rain jacket and fur underneath that rain jacket that popped out everywhere. And I'd have bitches. <laughs> I'd have bitches all over the place. So you would look like, oh, the hunter dude, the Spider-Man villain. What's his name? Craven the Hunter. Craven. Craven. You would look like Craven because he wears like that vest with like the hair coming out underneath. Only I have See a now, every time I read Spider-Man and it has Craven in it, he's gonna be a pimp. He always looks kind of like the pimp from say, Africa. It's hard out here for a pimp. Ooh, that's <laughs> good. Yeah, it's yeah. very smooth. Flying Dog Tire Bite Golden Ale. That's what we're drinking tonight. Flying Dog That's good. Tire This bite. episode is brought Golden to you by... Golden Ale. Well, I've been saying kind of what we've been drinking recently. <laughs> this is what I believe it should always be mentioned. Absolutely. Richard Garfield mentions it in this Can we talk about magic yet? Almost. Hang I thought on. we were on pimp names. I don't What's your pimp name, Blake? Like, come on. Oh. You got one. I, I oh, I just got one. I just got one. All right, go for it. You got Oh, me? Okay, uh, Snowball. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be Snowball something Like Snowball McFurry well, I'm white Snowball Fluffy I'm man I'm furry <laughs> I have balls I have nothing That's it Snowball oh, What would be your car? Why see you? I would drive an El Camino You never nice. see pimps driving Yeah you do That's how you pimp, pimp A you 1987 Honda Nice <laughs> Honda Civic. Civic. How about an 89 Buick LeSabre? There you go. That's more of a pimp car. I would have a 57 Chevrolet painted yellow with red flames. Actually, mine would be one of those tow trucks. So that way, if any of my hoes get out of line, I mean, you can get they'll them, fear the truck. Get or them Salvador and bloodbath and just drag him down the road by the hood. Thank you, Dan Cook. I would yeah. probably drive a cement truck. <laughs> Hell yeah, because there's nothing more badass than a cement truck. Or Mr. Plow would be the CT 2010. <laughs> if a bitch gets out of line, you throw her in there, mix her up a little bit, let her out. Oh, I never understood like you know, why, th- would, why you, you, would you want to beat the women that make you money? Like leave Mark. Like, you gotta keep them in line, man. I, but I don't understand that concept. Why not drug them or something? You know, what's the fun of drugging them? Like you don't want to like That's right. their you appearance is what's going to make the money. So you don't want to mess with the appearance. So what you do is like maybe, maybe make them shave their fucking head and wear wigs. No, or something. because if they have bruises on their face, that lets the client know that they can hit them too. And a lot of clients want this thing. That, that sounds like Not a revolutionary. We, we keep saying bitch, and when I say bitch, I mean a dude or a chick. I don't know if you guys do. Because I want to pimp dudes. I'm sorry, one more time. For the I want to pimp out dudes. <laughs> I want to be a gay-ass pimp. Wait, Wait what? Gay? You want to pimp gay dudes? Are you going to be gay? Or, or you want to pimp dudes to women? I w- most or of both. the time... Are we talking like 
Rob Schneider here? Or are we talking well, I'm like... I'm hoping I better quality than fucking Rob Schneider. Because <laughs> if you want to pimp out dudes to females... I'm listening. Hey. Hello. I am looking for a new job. <laughs> All right, done, guys. I don't know what I done you know. and done. We are now Josh's hose. You sell yourselves, basically. I get twenty percent off the top. So instead of me and Clarence looking for pimp names, we should come up with your names. names. Yeah. So, so I'll I'm give just you like names. Blake, Blake. Well, yeah. What do you guys? What's your selling point? What What are you looking for in a trick? You could call me Blake the Snake. Blake the Snake. Yeah. Yeah. And a Kind of like Jake get the snake. Get the goddamn garden snake <laughs> out of here. Clarence, right. would your selling point be... It's a 12-inch garden snake. Teeth or no teeth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll gum your clitoris. <laughs> not even... I'm not saying... I'm saying they have to go for guys, too. I want... Whoa! Oh, fuck this, I quit. I, that's what I'm saying. I said a gay-ass pimp. What'd you think I meant? I thought you were gonna be gay. Well, why would I be gay? You said, I want to be a gay-ass pimp. Yeah, I'm gonna pimp out gay-ass people. <laughs> and you guys are already hired, and I want you to blow Sam. <laughs> I already got money on the table. Sam, do you teeth have or no thousand teeth. dollars? <laughs> teeth or no teeth? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, let's try both. <laughs> All right, like <laughs> I can go once with teeth, take them out. <laughs> so <laughs> this week we decided to find out. What <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Oh, top five list for this week was top five tournament playable angels of all time and uh, I'll go first my number five is angel of despair two white two black three colorless four five five uh, flyer when it comes into play destroy target permanent just gets rid of whatever problem you got it's like vanilla ice said you got a problem you'll all solve it check out my hook while DJ revolves it he did not steal that riff. I sure didn't. There's my, that extra beat. Sorry. <laughs> my number four is Exalted Angel. That guy's a pimp. It's two white, four colorless, four, four <coughs> flyer that has lifelink, and you can morph it um, for two, two white, two colorless. Two yeah. white, two colorless. So yeah. you're dropping on turn three, activate on turn four. Yeah. You got a four, five flyer with lifelink. Amazing. Still, by today's standards, that's really good. Yep. My number three is Exalted Angel. I'm sorry. You just said that. My number three is Lightning Angel, which is the American colors are white and blue, and one colorless for a 3-4 Vigilance Haste Flyer. And that guy was in so many decks. It's just so hardcore. Four hard, four casting costs for something that just sits there and plays offense and <coughs> defense for you. My number three is basically... I don't know. It was a tournament playable angel. It was back in the day. Sarah Angel. Whoever dropped the Sarah Angel first is the winner. And it, there were many a times it's been tournament playable. Right. Many a times in Magic history. And my number one overall is Voice of All. And it's Sarah. Well, let me tell you Sarah first. Three and two color. I'm sorry. Three colorless, two white for four, four flying vigilance. And Voice of All is two white, two colorless for two, two. Flyer when it enters the battlefield, choose a color. And Voice of All has protection from that color. Badass, probably the one of the better angels ever. Easy, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Man. I have to do a second. Yeah, I guess I did roll. I mean, my honorable mention is uh, an angel from uh, Tempest, uh, Selena the Dark Angel. She's three, one white, one black for a three-three flyer. Uh, she had the ability to pay three life. Is it two or three life? Two or uh, pay an X amount of life, two or three, and you return her to your hand. 
So like you can, And she counts as an angel And she's an angel Like yeah It actually said that On her subtext that, That's funny Because it, she didn't have A creature type angel Because she was a legend Because she was a legend When legend used to be A creature type So uh Selena here, We love you Here's to you. Uh, <laughs> good on you. Good on you. My number five I'm going to mention Is Sarah Avenger She's from Time Spiral For two white For a three three Flying vigilance You can't play her On the first second Or third turn She's amazing uh, I've always wanted to use her. I never have, though. Um, so, four on your list. Uh, my, my next one I'm going to mention is Radiant Archangel. She was from Urza's Legacy. Was she on your list, Clarence? No. Okay. She was three and two white for a 3-3 three, three flyer. And she counts as an angel, too, as in her subtext, because she was creature-type legend. And uh, she got plus one, plus one for every other creature in play that had flying. So she usually came down as a big bitch. At least four. Usually, yeah, at least four. And that's that was really good. She had vigilance as well. Yeah. So she would do the offense-defense thing. Uh, that was four. My number three I'm going to mention is Karmic Guide, also from Urza's Legacy. Was that on your list, Clarence? Yep. Oh, man, Karmic Guide is amazing. Uh, same casting, cost three and two white but she was a 2-2 flying angel and she had Echo for the same mana cost so you were thinking ooh not that good but when she came to play she returned a creature from your graveyard to play and that was that's just amazing yeah, I've always wanted to play her with Revelark wouldn't that be fun <laughs> no it's called Broken Sir <laughs> that's why they're never in the same set together yeah absolutely um, let's see that was number 3 wow, so my number 2 I'm going to mention is uh, Echo let it die <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. My number two is, I want to mention is from uh, Nemesis. Uh, is Blinding Angel. Did I, did I hit one on your list finally, Clarence? Yep. Okay. I was hoping I would. Uh, she's same casting cost. This used to, I guess the standard angel casting cost, three and two white. She was a two-four, though, flyer. Uh, she had badass ability saying whenever she hits your opponent, they can't hit you back. <laughs> uh, whenever she damages a player, they have to skip their next attack phase. Damn milk. No, that was beer. Oh, or that check that big Red Bull. Um, so that was number two. My number one I have to mention is Iridescent Angel because this bitch is just amazing. You played against her so many times. I played against her and played with her. I still play with her in EDH deck. Uh, she's five one white one blue for a four four flyer, and she has protection from all colors. So like she's really hard to kill, really hard to do anything to, really hard to block, really hard to have sex with. Because you can't be black or white. Yep. It doesn't matter if you're black or white. You got to use a kryptonite condom. <laughs> Blake, we miss you, Michael Jackson. Uh, all right. For my top five angels, uh, my number five was actually Blinding Angel. Thanks, Snowball. Uh, so yeah, of course she's a three, two white. Hey, you don't have to. You don't say yeah. she is a good. Uh, my number four was Iona. Tell us what it does. It's a six or three white and six colorless. She's a seven-seven flying, and as she enters the battle, uh, battlefield, choose a color, and your opponent can't cast spells of that chosen color. It really fucks you if you're playing a mono white ally deck. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, my no five, Matt. It really fucks you if you're playing mono. Mono. Uh, my number three was actually Maelstorm Angel. Maelstorm Archangel. Archangel. She costs Wooberg. Yeah, she. One of every color. I love it. Wooberg. Wooberg. What? See, Wooberg. It's white, white blue, blue, black, black red, red, green. Wooberg. 
Uberg. For a 5-5 five, five flying. Alright, yeah, she's 5-5 five, five flying, and whenever she deals combat damage to a player, you may cast a non-land card from your hand for free. And I was just for like, free! For free! I cast a cool debate of offer once, it was fun. Um, my number two has to be Baneslayer, Angel. I mean, that's a sick, sick card. I left it off because I do so, but else would bitch Welcome back to M11 Baneslayer, yeah. Angel. And, we're and we're so pissed. glad you're back because we paid the money for you. I pissed <laughs> because it's the same artwork. Why, why would they why? not give us new artwork? Why Just would to they make give it desirable. It's a it's a perfect move by wizards. Okay, we're gonna reprint this angel so people will buy the set, right? That's, That's their because they're idea. gonna do something. But people who already have a market to seek about, they give a new artwork that half the people already have it will be like, I want the ones with the other art, the newer art. Just because they'll probably do text. Yeah. It would have been a, it, it, fan slayers. <laughs> Don't say that. Oh no, that would be sweet. Or full art. What are they? Or, yeah. or altered art like Probos or whatever. Whatever they could do that, but it would have been great if they would have given new art. It would have been a great selling point. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I agree. But whatever, they did it. Alright, so Bane Slayer. Let's move on. Number one. Uh, number one is actually a Chroma Angel of Wrath. Uh, five colorless and three white for 6-6 six, six flying first strike vigilance trample haste protection from black and red. And the Jesus Christ. And the kitchen sink. And the kitchen sink. <laughs> and she's the most expensive whore in the world. White. Yeah. White creature with haste is amazing. Uh, no sex in the champagne. First strike, vigilance, trample. I mean, God. Protection from the two colors that usually kill angels. I felt like I just read a book there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Halo Hutter can't kill that angel. Uh, Halo Hutter can't kill any of the good angels. <laughs> no, because it's a fucking demon. <laughs> it can kill Angel of Despair. Yeah, That's about yeah, it. Alright, so my honorable mentions were Bane Slayer, Iona, and Akroma. Which Akroma? The red one. The good one. Yet. Yeah. The good one. Hey, Fury was good. Fury sucked. Um, my number five is Blinding Angel. Uh, two people already mentioned this. I thought that was, what, What's your number one? Is your number one been mentioned? My number... F- no. My number four is Fireman Angel. <coughs> I really thought you would mention that. I can't one. believe There's that's a- not on Josh's list. <coughs> I'm going to let him tell you what it is, because really? I didn't write it down. Thanks. Two white, one red, and... Three, three colors. colorless. Four, four, three, first strike. And if it's in a graveyard or play... Uh, you gain a life during your upkeep for two white, two red, and six colorless. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may pay that cost and return it to the battlefield from the graveyard. Yeah, pretty fun. Uh My number three is Exalted Angel, which Josh already talked about. It was pretty much the best creature in the Onslaught format. Uh, That's rough. I don't. I, I want to post so many arguments. No good, way. But you put Exalted Angel with Eternal Dragon and you win games. Lots of games. Uh, number two was Lightning Angel, which mm-hmm. Josh already said too. Sorry. And my number one tournament angel is Pristine Angel. Pristine. From Dark Still. She's stupid when she's tapped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why Four and two white for a 4-4. Four, four. But it was the only angel I could think of that, that just had decks solely built around. What you're doing, let's stop. <laughs> Well, the problem the problem I have with Pristine Angel is in her time she was really good. Uh, we talked about this. The time she was really good because she came out during Mirrodin when artifacts were running rampant. She had protection from artifacts as long as she was untapped. That's she why she was good. From every from well, Color, colors and colorless spells. Colors and colorless spells as long as she was untapped. Yeah, so like that, that's one of the reasons she got played is because she beat the artifact thing. But anymore, she's not playable. And, and I don't she's want to say just playable. because of Bane Slayer, but well, I, I was also rotated out of Extended Bane Standard. 
No. So, not, well, she'll rotate out of the extended yeah. next extended season. But right. as of right now, who's she's playing not. extended right now? Uh, the guys from Attacking for Game. Oh yeah, they are <laughs> soldiers, soldiers and elves. <laughs> and I know that. that because I listened to it this week again. <laughs> I still haven't listened to the whole thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Pristine Angel is amazing. Josh built a deck around it, and mm-hmm. it whooped me. I did. He had a foily one. That was a cool looking foil. I want to see that foil Splinter Twin you pulled. That's such a badass picture. Yeah. Is it a pretty one? Yeah. Huh. Too bad it's not legendary. I can't use it as a general. <laughs> it's not even a creature. It's not even a creature. <laughs> you it should be able looks to use like enchant creatures as generals. Though. Absolutely, yeah. I, I just put my wiener in your butthole. Well, uh, the picture it reminds Funny, me of Morphling. Has the two people standing there, like <laughs> reflecting each other. It should be better. <laughs> was it? Is it RK Post? Was the was the artist for it? I don't. You should check know. it out because RK Post did Morphling, and I wouldn't be surprised. Right, I mean, it makes sense. It, it's very reminiscent. Of On a side note, it is so fucking hot in here. It is. Is yeah, it is very hot. Is it? Yeah, I'm good. All right, guys. So after talking about our angels, let's get right into magic. What's the best game of magic you guys have played this week? You're supposed to start. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't want to go first. The best I'll game. go first. All right. Mine's horrible. Okay, so has everybody seen the new Turbo Land deck? Uh-oh. They got fifth place at uh, Philadelphia Open. Sure. Runs 29 land. And, like, it's just, it's played really big shit. Uh, runs Emrakul and two Lamogs. Uh, and, and Avenger of Zendikar, which is... Was it a block deck? No. Okay. Maybe. I don't know, but I built it on workstation. And Wait, does it use the trap? Nope. Okay. But I was playing this deck, and... No, it's a standard deck. I was at three. I was playing against a mono green, kind of beatdown-ish. Had Leatherback Veloths. I'm, I'm not real sure. Just <laughs> a, bunch of, a bunch of big, cheap green <coughs> And I was at three, and he had a group with four counters on it and six creatures. And I had uh, seven, three, four plant tokens, Avenger of Zendikar, Oracle of Maya Duel, and two Overgrown Battlements in play. Oracle of Boldaya. Yeah, maybe that was it. <laughs> the one where you can play that. Four, four, two, two, you play an extra yeah. land. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I either had to draw Garuk to blow his up so that I wouldn't die, or that was pretty much it, time, time warp to maybe draw it the next turn. Uh, I was at three. At the end... At the end of his turn, I had uh, two Misty Rainforests in play, and with the Oracle, I can see the top card of my library, so I, I knew that I was going to draw Explore, and I was like, screw this, pop one Misty Rainforest, shuffle, flip the top card, it was a land, I was like, man, this sucks, pop the second Misty Rainforest, go down to one, and top card of my library is Jace. I'm like, well, it's probably not going to get any better than that, so... Take my turn. Yeah. Okay. I take my turn and I play Jace and I use the brainstorm ability and I brainstorm into Garuk, Mindspring, and Time Warp. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And I'm holding Explore in my hand. So uh, I had put Garuk in my hand and Time Warp on top and then Mindspring as the last card. I played Explore and drew the Time Warp and then played the group to kill his, and then cast Time Warp, because at this point in the game, we had... The, the whole idea of this deck is to get tons of fucking mana. So I've played Garuk and Time Warp in the same turn. 
the next turn, uh, I drew Mindspring and then brainstormed into Emrakul, Eye of Ujin, <coughs> and Forest. So I put Emrakul in my hand and put the Eye of Ujin and Forest back on top, still having Maya in play. Put the Eye of Ujin and the Forest in play and hardcast Emrakul. <laughs> All at one life. And then, uh, he, the guy responded with, that's a bad deck. Player lost. <laughs> so, as soon as I heard Cast Emrakul, he quit. Huh. That, that probably happens a lot. Emrakul probably is really sad because every time he, he comes around, everyone else goes away. Alright, so I'm playing online, and I'm yeah. playing my Cataract Parasite deck, which is... Cataract Parasite's a 1 black for a 1-1, one, one, and if you control a red permanent in time, uh, your opponent draws a card, they take 1 point of damage. And I use Ranger of Eos to search him out, along with Blood Hollows. <coughs> Which is one red for a one one, and if you control a uh, green permanent, he gets a plus one plus one counter. If you control a black permanent, he gets a plus one plus one counter. If you control both, they get two counters. And I'm playing against blue eye control, and the guy's I don't know, he's he's a relative life, let's say sixteen. And um, he's got the board control when I am able to get off a ranger of Dios and leave two black open. So I Ranger Avios into two Keterik Parasites and I have a uh, red-black border post in place so I have my red permanent. So I tap down and play my <coughs> two Parasites and pass them the turn. And he untaps and he plays Jace the Mind Sculptor. <laughs> when will they learn? <laughs> and That's those draw three cards. He plays the zero bill. He says draw three cards. With two Keterik Parasites in play that takes six points of damage. And the guy's like, shit. <laughs> well, what's even worse is, after taking six points of damage, he goes down to not uh, ten life, because he was at 16. And uh, passes the turn, wasn't able to do anything about the parasites. So I untap and I draw Burning Inquiry, which is one red, and it says each player draws three cards, then discards three cards at random. So this fucks up their hand and also sets off my parasites. So I tap one red and do six points of damage with one red, with the parasites in play, and I have nothing else because like I have an empty hand. He brainstorms again, doesn't he? No. Well, I pass the turn. He has to draw, and I win. <laughs> huh. Yeah, it was pretty hot. I think any deck that you win with, or any game that you win with, that deck will be your most memorable win. Absolutely. <laughs> I went a lot with the deck, just because people don't expect it. Absolutely. Go ahead, Sam. Uh, well, outside of the EDH game we played last week, I haven't really played Magic still, because I haven't attempted to get my computer going with Magic online or anything. I, I need to do that. Um, so, but I do... I, I had a fond memory of an old game that we all played with. Josh doesn't want to talk about it, but it was... I, I thought it was brilliant. We participated years ago in a two-headed dragon tournament, in which Josh and Clarence were partners, and I uh, partnered with my wife. And now, our strategy was, uh, she, I, I played a combo deck, and she played this mono green deck. Did just throw out a bunch of threats and let them deal with that, so I set up my combo. My combo was the uh, sneak attack with Angelic Chorus, with uh, Sarah Avatar gaining shit tons of life and whatnot. That was, that, that was my thing. So, uh, I, I remember fond memories of... Uh, 
uh, play. <laughs> they didn't enjoy the tournament because, it, like I said, it's a two-headed dragon like constructed vintage tournament. So I mean, it, it lasted like eighteen hours. Josh, and Josh and Clarence won. went to the finals. So I mean, they they went forever. I Candace and I got beat because uh, I, people saw, I had a sideboard for an infinite life combo and false cure just uh, killed us really bad. <laughs> that sucked. But Josh and Clarence, they both played mono blue. And uh, they, they they had this whole uh, situation set up with the temporal adept and re what was reality it? Twist. reality twist. So they would play out one of them would play out, play out reality twist. It was before the revised two headed dragon. You gotta tell us what these cards do. I will in just a second. Uh, it was before they revised the rules into a dragon, where like you would go at once. Uh, we were actually taking turns, and so like Josh would go, then they would go, and then Clarence would go, then they would go, and then back and forth. Right. So that's another reason why the tournament took so long. Uh, Reality Twist was three blue enchantment <coughs> that had a cumulative upkeep of something ridiculous, but it basically no, says three blue. It, I think was, had a cumulative I think upkeep. Yeah, I know. Cumulative upkeep of three blue. I know. Okay, it was something ridiculous, but that doesn't matter. The card read like plains produce green mana, swamps produce red mana, and whatnot. And just it, it twisted all the lands and made it to where your opponents couldn't really play Except anything. It, it, the only thing it didn't mess with is islands, and since they were both playing mono blue, it didn't mess with them. And then Tim, they they were both playing that card. They also both playing Temporal Adept, who is one colorless and two blue for a one one. But he had a boomerang ability, which was three blue and tap and return target permanent. So one of them would play Rally Twist, the other one would bounce it back to the other one's hand in the turn, so they don't have to pay the cumulative upkeep. No, no, you play the, um, the cumulative upkeep once because it's the same casting cost. And then when it comes to the second upkeep, you let it bounce. You bounce it. Oh, whatever. They had their own strategy. So basically, they just made it to where their opponents could not play their decks, and it was just it was just something silly. But since it was like such high life, and they weren't an aggressive deck, their games lasted like hours at a time. I think we ended up winning that tournament at three forty-five. Yeah, yeah. It was something. It was very memorable. Lots and lots of fun. Memorable, like shaving my dick with a potato pillar. I guess we I chose the decks we played, though. Yeah. <laughs> God knew. Thought Corey ate for sideboarding false cure, otherwise we would have made it all the way. <laughs> Whatever. We would have reality twisted your asses. <laughs> I had answers for your your shenanigans because I was wise to them. Whatever. Blake, what's the best game of magic or most memorable you've ever played? Uh most memorable it would probably have to be let's see, I was playing a mono green deck and I was what was I playing? I was playing a white-blue control. And it started out okay. I mean, by turn two, we each had two lands out there, and he had a Lion or Elf, and he had a Pendlehaven. And uh, I, I couldn't draw any creatures, and I just kept drawing into land. So he, and he wasn't drawing any land. So what he would do is he kept pumping up his Lion or Elf and kept swinging at me. I couldn't do anything that whole game except tw take 20 points of damage from a Lionor Elf. <laughs> I lost, yeah. I lost to a Lionor, oh, Lionor Elf. That's, that's sad. Why would you tell people that story? Because it reminds me never to take shit from a Lionor Elf again. <laughs> Never to underestimate Atlanta War Elf. Yeah. I got beat by Atlanta War Elf in a tournament once. 
Yeah. I was playing the Saints combo deck by itself with the fucking well, Sinner Avatar deck. I got Tranquility and killed all my shit and it killed me with Lantern World. Pissed me off. Well, to this day, like, every time when I see that elf, I just... I automatically destroy it. Whatever I have, I destroy it. I am racist against that elf. I'm sorry. <coughs> that was everyone's game? Yeah, everyone's game. Huh. So there's been a lot of controversy in the magic world. Uh, well, a lot of other podcasts and, and reputable people in the magic community have discussed the, uh, the the mythic rarity and the prices that some of them are reaching and whatnot. Uh, most people have problems with this, but like it's been said that anyone who takes magic seriously will acquire the cards they need to play, and we have found that quite true. Yeah, we, uh, one way or another, we get the cards that we need to play at the tournaments and whatnot. I had to blow a guy to use two Jaces, but like I said. We find the way to get. Well, let's go back to okay. <laughs> Mythics were released when Shards of Alara was released. And when you guys found out about the Mythic rarity, when they went from common, uncommon, rare, and then they added Mythic, how did you feel about that? I I didn't like it. I honestly didn't. I was like, why? What's 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 wrong with the yeah. way they're currently doing it? I but I did also see potential and kind of like, okay, we might see some really powerful. Well, the argument shit, was so. that they're going to they're going to take the card count down. Also, so it's more likely to get the mythics, more likely to get the rares, so you're going to see them more. How did you feel about it, Clarence, when it came out? I felt like, I don't know, why pick something that isn't broken? They, they, uh, I felt like they were trying to make it like uh, Yu-Gi-Oh or something. Well, I mean, they said that they were they like, were taking yeah. the cue from all well, the other it. sorts of games. We need a super rare. But okay, the argument with yours though is that not fixing something that's broken. They did though. Magic is they by do that a far. Lot of magic is by far the biggest seller Hasbro has. It's been said that play but, school wouldn't be around if it wasn't for Magic. Right. Like really? yeah, for like, real. Wow. Yeah, like Hasbro owes like their whole production to Magic w- recently because because of how well it's been doing. And we're talking like around Lorwyn set, it wasn't doing nearly as well, but now that Shards of Alara came out and we've been seeing Mythic Rares and we've seen new cards in a core set and and Baneslayers and they, more Planeswalkers. They've really they've really stepped the game up. I is think it, they've really done a good job with the game. More product is being sold or is it more yeah, money is more, being spent? Well, more boosters are being bought, product is being sold. When I first heard about it, I thought it was like Every mythic card that's going to be out of that set was going to be priced so high. And well, they always, but that's that's where the controversy comes from. Well, Watsy made the promise when 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 announcing the mythic rarity that they wouldn't print any tournament staple cards in the mythic rare slot. Like you wouldn't see. You wouldn't see any cards that you must have to play Magic in the Mythic like, Rare spot. Now, the they've command. totally blown that. Yeah. I mean, with Baneslayer, Bane one of the first ones they did... Lotus Cobra. Well, no, Lotus Cobra not so much. Well, let's start with Shards. Is there any, like... Shards? Shards Elspeth. Elspeth was, like, this was the biggest one in Shards. Yeah. Uh, what other, I mean, what other Mythic Rares do we have? Sarkin Bull, Johnny Vision. The Hydra, the... The Red Green Hydra. Deal. Apocalypse Hydra. That yeah. was he was in Reborn, man. Was he? Yeah. Wow. I thought my What is the one? I need mean, to awesome. take a drink. <laughs> was a really shitty one. Godsire. What was that? An Alara Reborn. Was no, that was shards. Each one of those. But they, all, what they gave us in shards was basically big, massive creatures that were yeah. really, really right, cool. Yeah. And that for was the, fine. For the most part, they stuck to their word as far as shards <laughs> of Alara is concerned. Then Conflux, no one really complained. Then Conflux came out, and Mythic Rarity showed us what. 
uh, Thornling. Thornling, and one of the best Thornling. cards ever printed. And that see. even made sense. That wasn't like no, out. I was okay with that. Yeah, and it had uh, Apocalypse Hydra was in conflicts. And yeah, and Nicole Bolas. Nicole. As Nicole a Bolas is awesome. And I still, Nicole I, I Sanchez, felt they still still then. And then okay, so we get to we were all fine with it. Oh, are reborn? And what do we see there? Mm. Jack shit in the mythic rare slot. We had the Maelstrom Archangel. Yeah. Uh, which was awesome. What the fuck else was in Reborn? So, we didn't see any Planeswalkers. Well, Reborn. that's the point. Like, basically, we get through an entire block, and and Wizards has kept their word. Like, or at least we felt that they did. Well, well, how many, how many mythics do they have? 15%. 15? Yeah. Is, is that right? I can't remember. I, I want to say fifteen for big blocks, and I think ten for little blocks. Yeah, that sounds. Th- more I think correct. I think that's it actually. F- yeah, so there's fifteen per block, and supposedly you're going to see two or three mythics if you buy a box. You crack open a box, you're going to see two or three mythics by the percentages. All right, okay. Then we get to M10 where they do the huge shakeup, and I think. And they admitted to it, like with Baneslayer, they were like, well, "We didn't play testing. We didn't think she was that." That power. Okay, we're not talking really about Baneslayer though, because we weren't thinking about it. Uh, M10 is when the rule change came out, and that totally took over the controversy for a while. Remember, so when the Mythics came out of M10, we weren't thinking about, you know, that they're lying to us about the Mythics now because of Baneslayer and whatnot. And uh, who else? Oh, in M10, yeah. it was the, we saw the original five planeswalkers in the mythic slot. We saw Protean Hydra, uh, Vampire Nocturnus. Right, but even the original planeswalkers, you know, since we saw them in Lorwyn, everyone they, did the yeah. fist pump to it because they're like, yeah, we got these. But, <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't Flat as five. big a deal. But if they had been released, I imagine these cards would have been at least ten dollars more in price okay. if the market hadn't already been flooded with them. Um, so then we go on to Zendikar, and that's when we start. That's really when they really they're ever blood. gonna take away the planeswalkers at all? No. The, 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 okay, you see, you the, think they're gonna rotate out? The original five are gonna rotate out? Or yes. are they ever gonna take out planeswalkers? Oh, no, no, no it's, it's established card type. We're always gonna see planeswalkers. Maybe not five every set. Like maybe only two or three per block. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe even none. But they're not losing them. Yeah, yeah. no, it is an established card type. We will forever see walkers. Yeah, man. yeah. Don't you? Yeah. Oh yeah. I use them every chance I get. It's brilliant. I from the time they announced Planeswalkers, I I got excited. Right. New card type? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Oh, anyways, but moving on to the controversy mythic as arose. Uh, Zendikar is where they really blew it. Like Lotus Cobra was great, but everyone's like, "Whoa, whoa, wait a second! That card is way too powerful. Whoever plays that card is going to win." Then we saw like Rampaging Baylos. That card is incredibly overpowered. Uh, the Planeswalkers and in, in Zendikar weren't really. I don't think anybody felt too distraught about them. It was Nissa Ravine and Sarkon. Was there any more? Sarkon was in Sarkon Vol. Not yeah. Sarkon. Not Sarkon. Uh, what's his name? S- uh, Soren Markov. Soren yeah. Markov. Soren. I love Soren Markov. Uh, yeah, those weren't too overpowered. Right. But, I don't know, I think Jace is really where the controversy is coming from. Right. Like, an $80 card that's like a tournament staple? Right, right. Uh, like, Elspeth was probably... Elspeth and Mainslayer were probably the two most controversial before that, and that was at the beginning. So, basically, that's one per block. One for the entire shards block, and then... M10, which is only coming out, you know, once a year, so we didn't feel too bad. There's two cards, you know, one one in a block, and then one in the core set. We're fine with that. And then we get to uh, World Wake, and then that's when we, we start. We see Jace. It, 
Jace the Mind Sculptor. I think. Well, do you think what they meant when they said they're not going to print tournament staples? It was land bases. We're not going to print mythic lands. No. <laughs> well, that, they did say that for sure. But they also like the example they used in the article was Cryptic Command. They're not going to print Cryptic Command in the rare in the mythic rare slot. Well, but not because they already printed it. They're not going to reprint Cryptic Command. No cards like. Yeah, no. I understand. I understand. Which would be more like Bitter Blossom. Oh right. my! No, that's what makes me so mad. Is like some cards, like Termagoyf. I remember seeing that. It's been and it was like price at five dollars, and then I turn around. And next thing I know, it's priced at like a hundred. Well, I see, that's the term, Termagoyf was a, a future sided card. Do you think they'll reprint it as a myth? Yeah, if you if you like look at Gatherer right now and look at the Oracle, it's mythic. They they they've done that through all the sets. They went through and uh, different cards mythic. Mm. So like are that they power level? It's weird. Verdant Force Mythic. Are they guaranteeing cool. all the future cycles <coughs> back, or just no? Like there's some... never been a guarantee. That is, it was just saying like this is what cards could look like in the future, oh, okay. and that they could get reprinted. They they have not promised this Tarmogoyf in the future. I looked, I looked. There's no promise. Well, that's what you know. I've heard the argument saying that you know we've always had high, high dollar cards because of Tarmogoyf and Mutable. Well, Tarmogoyf, yes, and now has gone up way in price to $85 or something like that. But Mutable was never over 30 bucks. You could always find Mutable for 30 And that's reasonable, as opposed to the 75 now. Well, well here's, here's the counter-argument. Here's the counter-argument. When you, now you're seeing, like, the tournament staple actual rares, like the fetch lands, or, <coughs> or like, uh, what, what, what did you guys just say that triggered this? Uh, uh... Tarmogoyf and Mutavolt. Okay, Mutavolt. Like, like, if you look at if they reprint anything, that's a tournament staple. That's a land, like the dual lands, or like the the, the dual man lands, namely. They're not price-heavy now. Like, like Mutavolt went up to, like, almost 30 bucks. Like, cards like Thoughtseize and Bitter Blossom. We haven't seen any rares do that. There's not really any rares out there for 10 bucks or plus. Like, very few. Like actual rare cards, so like the markets, there's more of those in the market. So yeah, now a lot more of the rares are cheaper. You can get them for cheaper. There's really yeah. not too many. Like what, Raging Ravine? I think peaked over ten. Yeah, but that's about it. Well, the fetch lands are all over ten, but well, right at that level. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Look at the old fetch lands from Onslaught. The they ridiculous prices those went up to. That was during extended season. Well, whatever. Extended season happened, and we had these fetch lands. Well, yeah. what do you guys think of the Day of Judgment and Wrath of God? Like, oh, we all know that's a bunch of crap. The, the, but did you hear the reason for it? Yeah. Like, uh, they were a lot of the changes why they went from Remove Soul to Essence Scatter, why they went from Wrath of God to Day of Judgment, is because they wanted to make it more mythological and not not so earthly. Why we don't see grizzly bears, we now see Rune Claw bears because they're now bears with big, massive Popeye forearms and whatnot, uh, and like. Wrath of God, we okay. We don't have a God or whatever, so Day of Judgment was just more suiting. I see. Remove soul. A lot of these creatures, vampires, zombies, they don't have souls, so that doesn't make sense to remove their soul essence scatter. Well, okay, well, it, it was all flavor. Let's, let's bring it back. To, was their argument? Let's bring it back to Jace. And okay, so Jace comes out, and then it's now peaked at about seventy-five. I don't see it getting a lot higher. Do you guys? Yeah, 89.99 on Star City Games yesterday. Okay, it's, it's a ninety dollar. If you ask me, it hits it hits hit the ninety dollar mark. Right, but do you see it going any higher than where it's at? No, I don't. I don't. Okay, so that that happens, and then uh, Eldrazi gets released, and Gideon Jura is in it, and so that's two planeswalkers. Which Blake said, anytime he has a chance, he's going to want to use a planeswalker. Mm-hmm. How's he going to be able to do that when they cost ninety bucks? Exactly. Um, I, I can't afford that. Spend the money and buy them. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I'm oh. gonna have to tell a lot of black jokes to Rampage. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> Just to build a deck. Uh, well, there's the always uh, the lottery, the opening packs. I mean, yeah, it, that's it, exactly what it is. Is the lottery though? Uh, and that's that's Wizards' whole idea behind it. We're gonna put these cards in here. We're gonna give them high dollar cards in every set. I almost guarantee we're gonna see like a card per set that's gonna, or at least per block, like Gideon, like Chase, well, that's gonna hit these dollar marks and make people want to buy more packs and acquire them rather than to buy them. Singly, that's that's Wizards' whole marketing thing. They're well, trying to make more money, make us buy packs instead of buying them from the secondary market where they're not making any money from it. Well, how much is a box right now? Just eighty bucks is a, is is a good price for a box. Well, since all these cards are raising up, don't you think the cards are going to make the boxes increase in price too? Because well, know, that's the whole thing. If, if the, the boxes are only going to increase the prices if, uh, if if Wizards of the Coast increases the price on box selling boxes. Like, oh, if they increase their prices in general. That's the only only way the pro- prices of the boxes are that kind of so price. Basically, what up. they're doing is they're saying, you can buy this Jace for 90 bucks, or you can buy a box for 80 bucks, and maybe get a Jace. And get all these other cards as well. They're making more money. So, what, okay, what, do, you, what do you guys I, think the chances okay. of pulling a Jace? Like, how many boxes? We've bought about two boxes oh, of Worldway. You would say probably about two boxes. That's worth, how many right? it took me to get one Elspeth. Like, two boxes. Well, Worldwake's one of the smaller sets, too. Yeah, but we've yeah. bought about two boxes of Worldwake, right? How many days? Approximately. You'd say under two boxes? I'd say about one and a half. One and a half, we've pulled one, Jace? Yeah. There. <coughs> they say... I, mean, I bought five packs of Worldwake the other day, and I pulled two Nova Blastworms. I was pissed. Because those are mythic rares. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how does that happen? <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, exactly. Like, you got two of this shit. And we have uh, we five we have five or six abyssal persecutors, which is also in the, the mythic. I traded I traded one that I pulled. Right, that's like what I'm saying. So same slot, and we pulled so many of those, but only one Jace. So it seems a little. What's unfair. up, wizards? What did eight packs by cock? Uh, <laughs> well, well, Kyle said he had sixteen Jaces. Yes, but he spent the money on. <sighs> Yeah, he buys. He was way. buying play sets on eBay. They were going for one twenty five and under. That's how he acquired it. Yeah, oh, wow. and he was selling them back individually, and making money from it. Yeah, that's a that's, that's a, a beautiful one. idea. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? Hey. Well, I remember when Jace was first announced as a card in Worldwick. They they put the whole uh, you know search the globe for a piece of the card, put the card together, and that's what the card will be. Oh yes, you guys remember that? Yeah, okay. that, uh, that's really fun. Thank the, you, Mark Rosewater. That's a beautiful you know, idea. Do you not know about this? They do. He's done it a lot. Wizard. Had this marketing idea of breaking a card into six pieces and putting uh, one piece in different places, and they gave longitude and latitude, and they used to use their GPSs and go find these pieces of the card. So everybody did. They sent in their piece and built Jace the Mind Sculptor. Whenever the entire card was rebuilt and released, which was on the same day that they released the coordinates, uh, Stress City Games put up Jace's for twenty-five a piece. So you could 20. buy. The pre-order price was twenty bucks. Twenty or twenty-five, sure. But I mean, that's the point. Like, I guess Ooh. we could have gotten them for a bill. Could have gotten a playset for a bill, but we didn't. We were short-sighted. I uh, guess. Do you think they're ever gonna like put a planeswalker in a starting deck or anything for sure. new players? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Elspeth versus Tezzeret coming out. Really? Mm-hmm. Alternate art foil Elspeth for twenty bucks. Plus, you get other cards. And Tezzeret. Oh yeah, and a foil Tesseract, right, which will you know, cost you ten to fifteen bucks right now. Right, and that's uh, going to be a whole month before they rotate out. I thought it was only like two, three weeks. So Elspeth is going to be in the man. That kind of makes me mad now. Hey, we two might boxes see, exactly. Get one. That's why we're having this oh conversation. Oh my god! 
And now they're just going to give her to us. And wouldn't it be great if we saw her in an 11? Which we might. There's a lot of rumor, like this is something I brought up earlier today, that like everyone's just expecting them to put one Planeswalker of each color in an 11. Why? Hmm. Every other podcast I've listened to, the new ones and everything, like Yo MGT Taps, why are you just assuming that they're going to be one Planeswalker of every four set? There is, they did it once, I guess. But yeah, they just did it once. It doesn't mean that they're going to follow suit with every following core set. Or they might. I might be wrong. But I still think... I would not be surprised if we only saw one, two, three Planeswalkers in this next core set. I can see that. I, I would not. Yeah. Because it, Planeswalkers are, again, kind of overpowered. The only like, thing I see that's going to be a definite Planeswalker in this set is Chandra. And we don't even know which one. It's either a Blaze or... Uh, no, no or could it be a completely new version of Chandra. No, I don't think they could do that. I, they, I don't think they will either. We've never seen a third version of any card. Then again, nothing says that they can't. Oh. Elspeth. No, we've only seen one version of Thornling, sir. We so that's the like third the... evolution of Markling. It's not an evolution, sir. What is this it? isn't Pokemon. It's a, a, what do they call it? A, a spectrum when they do like a, a theme for like one of each color like that. Yeah, yeah. but normally they do that in a set. Normally, yeah. This is the one exception. But Huh. Would do you think Thornling's like an incarnation of Morphling? Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay. <laughs> are we, are we being serious right now or I, I don't think it's this thing. I don't like no, okay. you don't think the creature Okay, okay. Here, here's what I'm basing it on. The same abilities. But it's not the same guy. I'm saying okay, we saw uh Iritai the sorcerer or whatever from Exodus. And then we saw Iritai the Corrupted. From uh, Apocalypse, it was still Uratai, right? No, it, it was, was a second incarnation. Then we had like uh, <coughs> uh, I see what uh, you're trying to say. You're saying that what's the plan? No, we're not, we're not talking about the same person. We're Nicole talking Bulls. about they're like cousins. No, not even that. We're saying like the blue planes had Morphling, the green planes had Stormly, the red planes had. I, well, no, no, this is what I'm saying. That, that's something okay, different. Where I'm, I'm talking like an incarnation of a certain individual, not an incarnation no, of a card. No. It's not like, okay, giant growth we saw, we've seen like Stonewood Invocation, Might of New Allura. Yeah, there's been different evolutions of giant growth, but, but they're not all giant growth. Well, these are all Morphling. Yeah, they're not all Morphling. They're all wings. Morphling wasn't a legend, therefore, I don't know. Yeah, it was. You see my argument. No, it's retarded. I'm going to beat you with my cock. <laughs> Why don't you go play with your Torchling? Nobody ever played with Torchling. I played with Torchling. No don't one. ever say that I did. I played with Torchling for about 15 minutes. Because oh I thought, this, You're is like, this is so awesome. It's like Morphling 2. Wait a minute. Uh, and you know what would have been really good on Torchling? You know what it would have made Torchling if one You're of his wrong. abilities would have been pay one red, Torchling gains banding? <laughs> wouldn't, have, wouldn't have that been great? That would have been great. That would have made Torchling worth playing. Yeah. Well, uh, but well, next time we'll just have to talk about banding.
Credit card.